Welcome to the latest episode of the Brush Builders Union podcast. I'm your host and general president of the Brush Builders Union, Simon Berman. This month, I'm joined by the one and only Elizabeth Beckley, studio painter at Times for Kingdom Death, among many other things. She's a member of Miniatures Monthly, and uh, she has lots to talk to us about today. So, Elizabeth, thanks for joining me. Hi there. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. You know, uh, Dave Taylor is doing this Kickstarter that you're involved with for the Art of series of Miniatures books, and you're doing part of the Art of Miniatures Monthly. Is that correct? Yes, I am, and I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I was talking about that too. Dave is a fellow Brushwilders Union member. Um, he's actually one of our founding members. Um, and when he told me he was doing this series of books a few months ago, I was like, oh man, I, I'm going to spend so much money on those books. And uh, I'm really stoked to see them. So thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Yeah, of course. So uh, let's talk a little bit. You, 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 you wear a lot of hats as a professional miniatures painter. Is that right? I do. Uh, I am I am a full-time professional mini- miniature painter and nerd, as you would say. Um I am so busy. Uh, I record videos every month for Miniature Monthly, and I do things like the Kickstarter with the book. Um, that was different because I haven't written in a long time, so that was that was a little bit of a challenge. Uh-huh. Um, and then I also am doing content creation for Plaid. They're an arts company. They make things like Mod Podge folk art and apple barrel paints. Uh, so that's exciting. I've been doing that every month as well, making content for them. That's really cool. Like that's a, that's a huge brand, not just in like the miniatures hobby. Yeah, world, it's, it? it's really excellent. And, um, it, it is a big brand. Uh, they're actually local to me. So it's been really cool. I've gone to their office and seen where they, uh, make a lot of their content and met a lot of the staff, which is really neat. Oh, super cool. Uh, wait, 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 I'd like to talk more about that for sure. So, uh, and you also, I, I am right that you have done previously work for Kingdom Death, correct? I have. So I've done a lot of their studio painting over the last uh, several years. And that's been a lot of fun. I really, really, I've been a huge fan of Kingdom Death since the start. I backed that first Kickstarter for um, yeah. for $85 for that game, which is a, a great buy. Sure. <laughs> and I just, I really like the miniatures. Um if anyone's familiar with my work, I really enjoy painting um, just beautiful models, and they certainly have their fill of beautiful models and kind of like the horror-esque model aesthetic. Oh, too. yeah. So I like that a lot. Um, so, so here, I always tend to ask people who were working professionally as miniatures painters, how did you start as an amateur hobbyist? Um, as an amateur hobbyist? Um, so I actually got started a little later in life. Um, I didn't find D&D until maybe my college years. I was always, I, w- I always knew what it was because I actually talk about this in the book um, with, as Dave put it the other day, our origin story, which makes me feel a little bit like Wolverine. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I was always uh, aware of miniatures, but I played D&D um, in college, started to play D&D. And then I, I was actually, I went to college for art and for painting and I was painting large canvases, but um, I actually realized I could make money painting for the my friendly local game store for the guys down there uh, painting some miniatures. So that's kind of how I jumped into the hobby. And it was, it was almost, uh-huh. it was almost the transition was one in the same. Like I started playing D and D and then also realized that I could paint these miniatures and it was a neat little creative outlet for me. Very cool. Do, do you remember what some of the first miniatures you painted were? Um, the first miniatures I painted were the Reaper miniatures. Um, 
And then my uncle was constantly because we played D anD D with my uncle. So my uncle has yeah. uh, he's older, so he's got a bunch of the like the the TSR and the Ralph Partha models. And oh wow, yeah, old school, yeah. yeah. So he's he even to this day he is always trying to get me to paint his miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah, so you said you were, you were painting for other people during that time. Yeah. Um. So we also during that time I found conventions. Um. My first convention I went to was Gen Con because I was actually at the time I was living. I grew up in Indiana, so it was perfect because I was uh-huh. about three hours away from Indianapolis. Um. And my uncle has gone to Gen Con since the days of, you know, up in Wisconsin, up there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I went to Gen Con and I discovered this whole community of just, you know, of gamers. And I loved the aesthetic. Um, I, you know, I love the hobby just, just as it is. Like everyone's always so welcoming and it's always so much fun. Um and so discovering that there was this whole world, right? That Gen Con is one of the biggest conventions in the country. Yeah. Um, and then actually finding out that there was a convention um, closer to me because I was located up in the Chicago area uh, was Adepticon. And so oh, yeah. I went to Adepticon that next year. And that was when they were still doing Crystal Brush. I think that was that was maybe... 2013 i think 2012 2013 sure um and i had just started painting miniatures um for a couple of months um and i found out of a crystal brush and i uh painted a piece for crystal brush and i entered into crystal brush and actually that year i took um third place in the the fantasy the single figure fantasy category yeah that's quite the debut yeah yeah and (laughs) and that's actually where i um i I picked up my first uh i guess professional uh a painting gig um so i um found impact miniatures tom was there uh he makes chibi miniatures and that's that's one of the things i started painting chibis because I mean, I loved anime in high school. Uh, (laughs) So I was, I was really into that. And I liked that very adorable, cute aesthetic. Um, And so Tom was there and I bought some of his miniatures and overnight I painted a model because, you know, as, as a painter, it's not, we can have portfolios, we can show people our work, but I think the best way to, I guess, impress uh, a prospective, you know, client is to take a figure and and paint it and then bring it back to them and say, hey, look what I can do. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I did. And Tom hired me on the spot. So that was really great. So that's I not only picked up an award, uh, <laughs> my first big award there, I actually picked up some work. So that's kind of where wow. it started. Yeah. That's, that's a great start. <laughs> yeah. So what, what was the transition to doing professional painting for a studio like for you? Um, did, did you get a lot of, did, you, did they give you a lot of um, input on what they wanted to see from you or? Yeah. So, so with Tom, it was, it, it's interesting. Um, and I, that's a good question. I really haven't thought about that. Um, I haven't thought about that so much now that I've, I've gone further. I've been painting professionally for 10 years. Sure. Um, Tom, there there, he had some art, and so normally this is this is common uh, as a professional painter. A lot of times when I work for companies, they give me box art. Um, yeah. And 
So I, I normally follow that concept art or that box art. And that's what uh, Tom had me do. Um, and at that point, I actually uh, was in a transitional period in my life. Uh, I was just wrapping up college. And um, <laughs> it's funny, like Adepticon 2013 is where everything, I feel like this is a huge pivotal point in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Because I also met my significant other. Uh, I met my husband there for the first time. Oh, wow. He was there as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he was working for Cool Money or Not. He was actually uh, photographing the crystal brush miniatures. Um, and so so I met him and I started talking to him um, in that tra- tra- uh, transitional period. And uh, there, you know, as, as romance goes, uh, talking for several months, but he was down in Atlanta. Um, and so I, uh, this, this say, sorry, this segues into working for a studio. I know this, I know I'm, I'm rambling, <laughs> I know I'm rambling, um, but I, I promise this ties in, um, to, to the I'll question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> to, um, to, to the question of, you know, kind of working for, for studios and, and what, what that is like. Um, so, so to go back on track, um, <laughs> Working with Impact, uh, it was very, I'd say it was, besides the concept art, I was really painting miniatures. Uh, You know, I was living at the time, it was still, I had moved back in with my mom for a little bit because I needed a place to stay um, for a couple months. So I was literally painting miniatures on like my mom's back porch, which sounds so cliche. Um, (laughs) And I was working, uh, I was working a couple of jobs. Um, so it was just painting and like my off time. Um, and then I didn't, you know, I was, I was in my early twenties and I didn't have much going for me in a small town in, in Indiana. And I was, like I mentioned, I was talking to my significant other to Jonathan at the time. And he said, you know, you don't really have anything holding you there. We've, we've been talking for a couple of months. Uh, why don't you move down to Atlanta? And uh, so I just kind of took a leap of faith and I moved down to Atlanta. Um, and as I mentioned, Jonathan was working with uh, Cool Meaning or Not. So, of course, this ties in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so one thing, you know, led to another. Um, the, the company was aware. I, it was a small, Cool Meaning or Not was a small company at the time. Just just back in that day, there were, yeah. you know, there were maybe like, everybody thinks it was such a big company at that time, but maybe there were only 10 to 15 employees. Um, sure. And... I was introduced to uh, David Doust, who was the owner, and he hired me on to come and work at the office, which was located in the Atlanta area, which is, you know, where Mm -hmm. I'd moved down. So that was completely different. That was a completely different sort of uh, introduction into going from just professionally commission-based miniature painting in in my on my mom's back porch to now right. going into an office, right? Um, and I know that was a long-winded answer, but I mean, maybe that kind no, of <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, that makes sense. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. So, so that was that was a little bit of like the transitional journey of of becoming a studio painter, I guess you could yeah. say. <laughs> So that's cool. Yeah. So what, what did you paint for cool mini? Um, so I started off, I was doing um, the Arcadia quest miniatures. 
So oh, yeah. yeah. So at the time, like all of the original Arcadia quests, that was oh goodness, that was such a project. I painted I painted all of those for the original box. Wow. Yeah. That was a lot of miniatures. Yeah. Um, and so at that time too, I was actually I came to the company and uh for those of those of you maybe that like are are follow the painting community, the that sort of thing. Um Jen Haley was also working for Cool Mini or Not, but she yeah, was, yeah, she moved to Atlanta. And so for a month or so, I was actually in the office and then she moved. And that was, that was a really big deal, right? Because then she came into the office too, and I got to work under Jen Haley um, for several years. So that was a huge, um, that was a huge moment in my career as well, because I, it's sort of like, you know, you apprentice for somebody. So yeah, sure. Yeah. You, you learn all the, you learn all the things you need to learn. And Jen's a super, super great person. I love her so much. Um, she taught me, uh, a lot of the base, you know, the base things that I needed, not only about painting, but about things like judging. Um, I helped her judge crystal brush for a couple of years there. Um, we learned how to make, you know, how how to make little displays for for the miniatures when you take them to conventions. Um, how <laughs> how to fix miniatures that break when you go to conventions yeah. <laughs> after, um, and how to transport miniatures and all of that. So it it re- really was you know, it was it was this great learning process um, to to work under someone like that to to have a mentor uh, like Jen Haley. So. That's really great. Yeah, I can imagine that was that was an incredible educational bit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and uh, what, oh, what was the one thing I, that was like in comparison to having to, you know, like w- when you first start out somewhere, having to like uh, essentially, I guess, clean the bathrooms. Um, <laughs> I had to yeah. I had to paint the crystal brush cases. That was like one of my jobs. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> they, they always needed some like touch up paint and stuff. So that was one of the things yeah. like it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible job. It was just, I just think back and I'm like, I, I had to paint those crystal brush cases. That was your own personal wax on wax off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, oh, and then the, I think the one other thing that was really important with all of that was um when I worked in the Cool Mini or Not office, uh, Dave had just so many other painters, right? Um, there's almost like these these um, generations of painters, I guess you could say, where you have like, you know, you're like, you're from the late 90s or the mid 90s, and then you have your Rackham painters, right? The people that painted yeah. in that style and these generations of painters. Um, and so I got to look at people's work like, you know, um, Allie McFay's work. I was looking at um, when on, I think on Gerald has, was just getting started. So he was doing yeah. painting. Um, I apologize. My cat is talking. Oh, it's, it's quite all right. <laughs> she wants to chime in on the podcast too. Um, I can ask her some questions. <laughs> her name is Squeakers. She likes to talk a lot. Um, <laughs> So I was looking at all these great uh, miniatures that were painted by these these artists. Oh, and Big Child Creatives. They were doing a lot of work. They still they still do a lot of work for Cool Mini or Not. So I was getting to look at all this these these miniatures in person. And I think that was a, a great way to learn too, is to see all these different styles. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and learn and 
and see these things in person because there is something to be said. It's like going to the art museum versus looking at uh, pieces of art uh, online, right? You can see the brushstrokes. Yeah. You can see what how someone has handled something. And it's just a really great way to do that. And not only that, but again, I said, you know, we, we had to touch things up. And so I had to learn how to almost like restore art in a way I had to restore miniatures and <laughs> match the painting style of these other painters. Sure. So, so that was kind of neat. And that was, that was a neat thing I, I thought would be worth mentioning. So that's really cool. Actually, I, you know, I, when I went to private press, we'd occasionally, you know, we'd bring miniatures to the, to the show. We'd have to repair things that got broken in transit, but it was relatively easy because usually our studio painter, which at the time I think was Matt DiPietro, um, was there to do it himself. Right. So it was, you know, he knew what to do exactly, um, or Ron Cruzy, the studio director. Um, but I never considered the fact that you, know, you went to do it for people whose work isn't your own and that, or isn't at least there to ask. <laughs> so that, <laughs> yeah. what, what kind what kind of, what were like some tips and tricks you did to, to, to deal with that? Um, I mean, you just, I, I had Jen to help. Right. So she, you know, she could, ex she could help me with something or explain something. Um, but I think a lot of it is just, just having that, that eye to look at a piece and go, okay, these are the colors I need to match, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's something that uh, my art education helped a lot because I mentioned, you know, I went to college and I went to college for fine art. Um, and so I wasn't unfamiliar with, uh, you know, basic, you know, color matching and having to sure. mix my own colors. Um, so that that probably helped having the art the art education and then minor in art history, right? So, so all of those things kind of, you know, uh, just, uh, sorry, I just totally blanked on what I was oh, going to say. Um, so all of those things kind of culminated in what I needed to, you know, to do to work with the miniatures at that point. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. So from Cool Mini, um, did, that, did that lead to more opportunities for you or did that, was there a pause or what happened? Um, so with the, with Cool Mini, um, actually it was great. It was, it was just, it's a lot of work. Um, studio, working for, a, as a studio painter is very labor intensive. Yeah. Um, you're expected to paint so many miniatures, you know, in a week or in a month. Um, and so it actually it happened that, working freelance and taking my own jobs. It was just kind of that transition. And at the time, um, I, I had just gotten married to, uh, to Jonathan and he was also wanting to, to transition out and start his own thing. He, he was making videos for cool mini, um, at the time. So we both sort of just transitioned out because we wanted uh -huh. to grow as our as ourselves as our as a partnership as our own business. That makes sense. Yeah. How scary was that? Uh it was it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> um I mean uh, looking back on it uh I think what now gee now I'm 32. Uh I know I'm still a baby, I guess kind of. <laughs> <laughs> to some people I'm still young. But I mean, I guess we've done a lot. I've done a lot in the eight to 10 years of, uh, of getting from point A to point B. Um, and it was, it was scary. Uh, luckily we have family that's super supportive. Um, and 
Jonathan and I were both doing odd jobs, but then also we were dedicating our time to um, Jonathan wanted to make board games. And so we wanted to start doing all of that. And so he was doing the video work and in our free time, <laughs> we were also making a board game. So it's just like all of wow. the things, right? You two are, are really quite the, uh, the tabletop power couple, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he makes the miniatures and I paint them. So <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I also help with the, I also help the, them with the game design and, I have to put up with them play testing. There were sure there during during play testing and all of that and, and developing a board game. You, you know, you have someone at your dining room table, you know, three to four nights a week just yeah. <laughs> playing what, games. What, what games do they make? Um, so right now they uh they have uh Wander, so it's Panda Cult Games. I think I mentioned that. Um and our first game was Wander, the Cult of Barnacle Bay. Uh, basically, oh, yeah. they're just, they're basically like just a mirror trash, I guess. I don't know. Lots of, <laughs> lots of miniatures, big box board game. Sure. Um, That's very cool. Yeah. And then before, uh, before 2020, uh, we had done Shovel Knights. And so we're trying to uh, get Shovel Knight in, uh, all wrapped up right now. Um, so, but Shovel Knight is done too. So we did Shovel Knight, which is from the video game, um, and it's another big box uh, miniatures board game. So that's cool. So, uh, so is that who were your first clients? Like, was it was it individual commissions? Was it more studio work? Um, oh, for for my freelance work. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so. So I had kind of transitioned during this time during working with Cool Mini. Um, you know, I got I, I I I had built up a portfolio because I was working with Cool Mini, and people were were coming to know who I was. So I so I yeah. had that ability to go, and while we were at shows, um, to go and talk to other companies. And during this time too, you know. It, it's the industry, the industry, the board game industry, the miniature industry are all very like uh, just a big family. It feels sometimes it's close knit. You get to know people. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, and by getting, you know, getting to know people and, and those connections, um, I was working for, I did some work for bombshell miniatures, um, which is Patrick Keith. I love Patrick Keith. He's super awesome. Um, uh who else i did some i did some work uh between like that transitional period of for mercs miniatures which i don't know if they're around anymore um, i remember them yeah, yeah. just uh, just a just a bunch of different people um and then i actually kind of uh went to, we were still going to gen con we went to gen con after we had stopped working for cool mini we still went to gen con because Jonathan was doing his uh, video work and I was going around, we, we went around together, you know, to, to booths and, and kind of told people like, Hey, you know, we're available, available for work. And I believe it was that, that year that Kingdom Death had a booth for the first time. And it yeah. all seems to, you know, like mash together. Like, yeah, I know how that goes. <laughs> And so I did the sort of the the same sort of thing um, with Kingdom of Death that I had done with Impact. Uh, I took 
a miniature, one of the Kingdom Death miniatures. And <laughs> that night, uh, I just went up into, you know, into the hotel room and I used the terrible hotel lights uh, and I painted yeah. <laughs> I painted a miniature. I painted their, I think it was their sci-fi night. Um, you know, they have, they have a special miniature each year. And at that point they were just like a, they were still just like a 10 by 10 booth, I think. Sure. They, um, didn't, have, they didn't have their whole museum. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were just, they were still just the, the smaller company too. And so that that also is how I picked up work with Kingdom Death because you know I mean that's 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 like one of those things you you it's it's a great way to say hey here I am like I said before where you know here's my work here's what I do it you know here here's the first one right the first one's always free right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and I did I, I that's what I normally do too I forgot to mention that is like oh here I painted you this model because I really really like your product and I I'm a huge fan right um and I I love you know the, the world of kingdom death and so that's how I started with kingdom death um so that was, I guess that was, you know, the next, the, the next transitional period. And at that point I was freelance. So I was doing work for Kingdom Death. Um, I also, again, everything just mashing together. <laughs> uh, yeah. Miniature Monthly became a thing. And that it, at that point too, which um, Miniature Monthly was also a really big deal for us because, I mean, like, you know, you have the Patreon. Uh, this was when Patreon was in its, like, I think its first, I remember, yeah, yeah, its first year. Um, and Aaron Lovejoy, uh, you know, came to us and said to Jonathan and I, because Jonathan's video skills, you know, hey, let's let's do this thing. Let's make, uh, let's make a Patreon where it's a uh, you know the two of us at the time we added matt DiPietro uh later but you know uh let's let's do this thing where we make videos and it we we put hard work into it much like the board game right um yeah you just sometimes you have to <laughs> you have to do this on the side um you know, it's a lot of work outside of it, maybe not for pay at that point, but then investing sure. your time. Right. Um, and so we invested our time into into Miniature Monthly. And I mean, Miniature Monthly is still here today. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pillar of the community and industry at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That, that's super awesome to hear you say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, no, it's, just, it's just a simple fact. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think so, so many people who are looking to learn painting or, you know, up their own skills, Miniatures Monthly is, is really a go-to place. It's one of the places I recommend to people who are looking at that, awesome. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we have so, we've been doing it for so many years now that we've just, we have so many videos. Um, and, and now, like, you know, Aaron, we, we do, we had to kind of adapt, but uh, both of us, you know, travel and teach classes, and so does Matt. Um and so, you know, we have in-person uh, uh, teaching and then Aaron's kind of developed that where through Miniature Monthly, then we were doing one-on-one -on -one lessons, right? Um, yeah. And and so that, you know, to, to, to go back to where I was going again with that, I get off track. Um, to, to go back to that is that really gave us, you know, the, that stable income every month. That's the great thing about Patreon is, you're freelance. I can still do all of this other work, but I have this way to, you know, like continue to do my work. 
um, I don't have to worry about where is, where's my next, where's, where's my next project going to be. Right. Um, because, because you have that wonderful thing of every month we, we do this and people support us and it's just, it's just great. It's, it takes so much stress off of an artist in my opinion. So as mentioned monthly, you know, you've been doing that for a while. Um, are you still, you're still doing freelance painting beyond that? Yeah. Um, so right now, um, since you know, 2020, everybody, I think everybody kind of took a break that I feel like we had our own real life, like Marvel universe, MCU blip. Um, sure. <laughs> so, uh, everybody kind of, everything slowed down, but, uh, I'm still doing painting outside of that. I do, I do the studio painting for Panda Cult Games. Um, so I'm, I'm doing that painting. Um, and then actually just recently I've been working with uh, Hector Moran, which uh, he's done some of the Kingdom Death sculpts as well. Um, so I, I know him outside of, uh, the out, you know, through Kingdom Death, but then also as a sculptor because he did some sculpting on um, a game Jonathan designed. Um, and so Hector was familiar with my painting and he started just in the past couple of months, he started a, um, STL Patreon, uh, 3d, 3d printable models. Um, and I've been doing the box art for him for that. And they're just, they're super gorgeous models. So again, beautiful, beautiful ladies. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's the theme is I really enjoy painting cute, adorable little chibis and then really beautiful lady miniatures. So right on. And occasionally horrible monsters at Kingdom Death. <laughs> yes, 100%. Oh. So, some of which straddle the line between horrible monster and beautiful lady, as I recall. Yes, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. uh, and um, my, my family is very supportive of the work I do, but I do have the, the funny story of I, if, if you're at all familiar with the frog dog model. Um, I think so. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a giant frog, and uh, it has genitalia on its back um, of the female variety. And <laughs> I uh, I was I was showing my work to my grandmother, who's who's older. She's I probably about eighty, and I for- uh-huh. I forgot. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know. She she was she was such a trooper. She didn't say anything, but I was extremely embarrassed afterwards. Because <laughs> I was like, oh grandma, and here's this this frog dog I painted. And oh, oh wait, don't look at that. <laughs> it, it it has some mature themes. <laughs> Not that my grandma's, you know, on un- yeah. what you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that that is an unusual uh career hazardized or job hazard, I suppose. Yeah. Painting. I, I, when I started this, I never thought that I would be painting, um, 28 to 30 millimeter, uh, miniature genitalia for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cause some of the kingdom death sculpts, uh, on the, the, like humans themselves, I, I've, you flip those over and you're like, Oh, I, I see that this is anatomically correct. Yeah. <laughs> some mature themes exactly this is not a ken doll at all yeah (laughs) 
awesome. <laughs> so, um, so doing all this miniatures monthly stuff, and I guess that's kind of led you to uh, the art of miniatures monthly. Is that right? Yes. We're on the Kickstarter right now. Yes. So that that is, I'm I'm really excited that Dave approached us to to make a book. He actually, uh, we talked about it. I think all the way back at the beginning of 2020, we had all met up at a Cold War Con um uh-huh. in Pennsylvania and that was like the last convention I attended that was the week that everything shut down yeah. and we were worried that we were going to get stranded up in like Amish country in Pennsylvania sure. <laughs> and uh you know so so Dave was up there for that um and we all just I think we went out one night and uh we all got pizza and um he just, he was like, Hey, you know, you want to do a book? And I know Aaron had been talking to him about it too. Um, and so we kind of just that, that, you know, got into the pipeline there. And so Dave, Dave, <laughs> but this, the beginning of this year rolled around and Dave's like, all right, let's do this book. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I haven't written anything of consequence. I mean, you know, since college. And then I, I told Dave, uh, you know, besides writing like, okay, don't, don't laugh. Um, besides writing fan fiction in high school, again, I mentioned that anime thing that the, Jap- uh-huh. the Japanese uh, cartoons there. Um, uh, um, <laughs> uh, besides writing fan fiction, I mean, I, and, and essays, uh, I just haven't written in a while. And it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just, you know, it's one of those skills you got to flex and you're just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> So hopefully, hopefully it's good. I'm I'm hoping so. I hope it's entertaining. Um, there's there's definitely like that that sense of like anxiety there of oh no people people are going to be writing this and they're they're interested. Why why are people interested in what I'm writing? Right? <laughs> so yeah, but I mean it's it's going to be it's it's awesome. Um, you know like also you know showing off showing off miniatures there's a little bit of again anxiety to that too and just like oh no they they want to see my artwork and like it published Uh (laughs) there's there's something like even though having been a professional there's something about like being in a book like I've been in some magazine articles and stuff uh Mm -hmm. but just a book that concentrates on on you, like uh, us as miniature monthly. So Aaron Lovejoy, Matt DiPietro, and and myself, and there's just something that feels a little bit more, I guess, I don't know, formal about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, oh, okay, this is this is this is a little daunting. I, I think it's gonna be a great series of books. You know, David's published a number of really really wonderful editions already between. Um... Most recently, the Terrain Tutors, Terrain Essentials, and his first book, Armies, Legions, and Horde. So I'm, I think you're in good hands. But uh, could you tell me what's going to be in the Art of Miniatures Monthly? Um, so it's basically, I think I, I Dave is going to break it up. Um, and it's going to be, you know, the three of us. Um, and it's it's interesting because <laughs> I, uh, when we started talking about all this and, start, and started uh, talking about the writing process and... Dave's really great. He he's not he's not like, you know, it has to be this way or anything. Um yeah. he he kind of said, you know, I don't want it to be it's not necessarily tutorials. That's certainly something we're doing with the stretch goals. Like um we just I just talked about um a tutorial with him about object source lighting as a stretch goal. 
Um, so it, it certainly there are going to be tutorials offered, but it's more about just kind of like, you know, more in depth of what we talked about here of yeah. just what are your thoughts um, on, on miniatures? You know, what are some of the things that you think about And it? It, it actually, it was really great because it, it's like when you are teaching and you have a student that asks the really hard, really good questions mm -hmm. and it makes you stop and it makes you think. And so just having to take a, a little bit of like a step back in that introspection and to, to, to think about uh, th those things. Like I, one of the, one of the things I, I wrote about was like, you know, why miniatures? Why did I, uh, why why did I choose miniatures, right? Basically our origin story, but then also yeah. what what does it mean to me uh, you know, as an artist? Because I, I I know that people view this as a hobby. Um, and it, it is a hobby. It's a it's it's a lot of fun, but you know, for for those for some of us, for a lot of us, I would say, um, we also view it as as an artistic expression or, or an art form even if the art world might poo-poo -poo us, right? Um, sure. Don't want to get into that. That's, that's like yeah. <laughs> a whole other discussion of like art theory. Um, <laughs> but, you know, viewing what we do, and especially here in the United States, you know, as turning it into more of something as an expression or uh, creativity, um, you know, and, and like I said, it's great. It's great that, it's a hobby, but then also that that more people should think of it like everybody can make art, right? Sure, um, absolutely. And everybody's capable of that. Um, I I love in college my art professor, uh, like in a one hundred one class, um, and he he always said that was one of his things in the one hundred one class. He's like, everybody can draw, like every human can draw, and everyone you know people think they can't do it well, but that doesn't matter, right? Um, and I think that that you know is it it's it's just again it's leading into that whole making art and making having a creative art outlet um and i know i turned mine into into a profession but just just making art for the sake of making art and because it makes you happy um yeah, yeah. i mean that, that's that's very much at the core of what, what brush Brothers union is about right it's, it's an organization of people who who love to paint regardless of their skill level right you know? and i've got members who are you know professional studio painters and industry members and, and you know um and then lots of people who you know just just paint the miniatures they want to play their games with and that but that that's who it's really for at the heart of it right like um it, it's because you, it's, you do it because you love it right exactly um and you know and so that's that's sort of sort of what i think at least at least for me that's some of those are some of the things that i i addressed when i was writing um for for this book um and and just just thoughts on on again on the art form because I I I love I love calling it that I love saying no this is art right um, regardless of if you put it on the table and play with it <laughs> yeah sure. right so you can still make it you can still make it pretty who cares um, I also you know I'm also a very big uh, a big supporter of you know if it if it gets damaged like it brought you that it it brought you that joy, right? So even if something goes away, the act of, of the creation or the act of painting, right? Like you still have those, you still have those memories and things like that. So, 
even if even if you're playing with something and you drop it and it shatters like oh well <laughs> it's sure you know <laughs> so no i think that's really insightful because i think you know anybody who anybody who paints miniatures to, to really in any degree almost certainly spends more time painting than they do playing with their miniatures right i mean it's, if, if you're a miniatures painter that's gonna be the biggest part of your experience with the miniatures at the end of the day yep um, yep and do you do you find that do you find that true for yourself as well? <laughs> yeah, you... no, I I like I like to play games. I'd like to add to that that everyone thinks that we have like these amazingly painted miniatures games, and like no, there's no time for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't have. I really don't have any. I don't get to sit and paint uh, my my board games, right? Like the miniatures sure. in my board games. I wish I did but I think I'd rather spend the time playing the games. So yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Like I do, I do sit and paint, but a lot of, a lot of the paint, the paint, I, the painting I do is work, but I mean, I do, I do paint for fun. Um, but yeah, I'd, (laughs) I'd rather, um, in that time that I do have, you know, set aside, I would like to game. Um, (laughs) since you paint professional and you, you paint a lot of miniatures, um, what do you paint for fun? And, you know, how, how do you, how do you stay excited in your, in your personal time to paint more off the clock? Um, so I think that, um, <laughs> you're, you're probably going to laugh again. Um, because I, st- I paint a lot of the stuff that I have to paint for work. I actually, I think I, I'm very, um, I'm very, uh, what do I, th- I want to say, like, I guess blessed in the fact that I can, the, the things that I do for work, I actually, I love painting. Like, yeah, there's occasionally there's that thing that you just don't want to paint. And that's just the, sure. that's just the job. Um, but I still, in my free time, I still like to paint like a lot of kingdom death. And uh, I think you get to a point as a professional artist where you can pick and choose a little bit more, um, especially being freelance. Um you can you can say yeah i really love to work on this project like the the work i'm doing with hector right um mm-hmm. i i wanted to paint those miniatures and in a way i think that helps me from having that burnout um i also am I, with my with you know with my content creation i'm doing with plaid um they basically just give me a theme and they say you know whatever you want to do uh i just did uh our theme for june is uh, like forest um and so i did a forest elemental and then i'm going to be working on creating a base that's using basing materials and besides you know that theme um they have enough trust in me to to you know make the content and make the content that they're looking for so i think that that's that that's some of it um I definitely, in my free time um, working on things, I, I definitely like to push myself. Um, so honestly, I'm, I'm painting, but I also, in the past couple of months, um, I've really gotten into designing more of like basing. Um, yeah. Because being a, being a studio painter, being, being a, a, a box art, you know, being the, the person that paints the box art, um, there's there's room for experimentation but there's not and i find it's i'm doing i'm hired to do the work of painting not necessarily uh, making bases 
right? Sure. So, so that's what I've been doing a lot of, I think, in the last couple of months. And to keep myself from burning out is is experimenting a lot with like uh, with groundworks and and all of that fun stuff. That's cool. Okay, look, I like to talk about your your work with Plaid. I think that's that's really interesting, you know, because they're, they're such a huge company that's you know, in, in the greater arts and crafts worlds and not just miniatures. How did that come about? Um. <laughs> so so again, like uh, the you know, life is just like a series of, of strange spontaneous, I believe I'm saying that word right, I don't know, uh, meetings and happenstances. Um, so I was, we were going to, I think it was 2019, and uh, Liz and I, our social media person who also is in the Atlanta area, um, are in the Atlanta airport, and we have our table war cases full of miniatures, and uh, we're going, uh, we're on an escalator in one of the, in one of the terminals. And from behind, this woman goes, are those miniatures in that case, in those cases? And uh, it turns out that it was um, someone who's, who works at Plaid, right? And was aware of miniatures. Um, they just did a, they just, they're, they're um, cosplay. They launched their co- their cosplay line, so they're doing oh, cool. yeah. So they're doing like their uh, cosplay and things like that. So they're kind of uh, breaking out more into um, like the I guess the nerdy side of the hobby, right? Like there's sure the 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 craft is developing, so it's not just like people you know buying just craft paint and stuff or like kids making right. making things right picture frames and such right yeah. exactly so they have like a they have a cosplay division it's not now. your grandma's arts and crafts <laughs> yeah it turns out you can use mod podge for more than <laughs> I, I've, I've got a tub on my desk right now <laughs> it's great i actually i mean it's yeah i've been using it even before i i was working with plaid so um yeah and they they actually they have um other people too they they've been you know they share other people's painted miniatures. Um, they have, it's a plaid ambassador program, um, which what I'm doing is a little different. I'm actually doing, I'm doing, I'm working with them and doing content yeah. creation. Um, but they also have an ambassador program. Um, and then it was also really great before, uh, before we didn't have conventions for a little while. Um, I was actually working with them cause I've run a lot of, uh, like I'll do paint and takes, um, so I'll run, uh, I was, I started out when I first moved to Atlanta, um, I was working with Dragon Con and Dragon Con at that time, all those years, all those years ago, um, started up their first paint and take. So I've been running Dragon Con paint and take for, for five or six years. Um, and so they were helping us with, uh, paint and take in the last couple of years. Um, they helped me with a, another uh, small local gaming uh, gaming convention. Since I live in a city, like we actually, we've been built, Atlanta has been built as one of the nerdiest cities in the country. Um, oh, yeah. Or at one point, right? There's like so many game stores per capita or something. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And um, like 10 minutes down the road, they have uh, a small convention that's growing. That's like an arcade. It's classic retro arcade and pinball cases, but they also, oh, cool. they also have uh, board gaming. And that's growing for them. So they asked me to come on in 2019 and I ran their paint and take. And Plaid Plaid helps me sponsor that too. So they provide all the paints and the brushes and stuff, which is great. So 
Very cool. I didn't know they were making any paints that you could really use for miniatures paint. Well, I just use the um, it's just the like the apple barrel and the folk art paint. Uh-huh. Um, and it's not, I you know, again, it's in we you know I've I've said this in the videos when I when I make things, um, with the content creation like it's it's not the the most amazing paint, but running it through an airbrush or using it on the larger scale models, it really it's it's actually not terrible. Um, it's when you get down to like the, the smaller scale models that you have an issue because of the pigment, the pigment quality. Um, but with like, with paint and takes when you have, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's really great because first miniature on some Reaper bones. That's the way to go. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you have people that have never painted before. So they put like a huge amount of paint on their palette. If you're not watching, right. Uh (laughs) So, that's you know that's some of the some of the great uh you know necessity of of that paint is it goes a long way <laughs> yeah. it's got great coverage for for painting um it's great for terrain stuff too yeah I yeah that's like, you know you're never gonna spend your 350 fifty dollar bottle of you know 10 milliliters of citadel paints on painting like you know a whole building exactly no i mean i do but <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I also, I mean, you know, I also will, I've been, uh, the last couple of months, I've been running the plaid paints through the airbrush and all you have to do is thin it. Um, And I'm really, I I guess I could say I'm really surprised because it still works really well. Like I just, that's cool. Yeah. I just painted a Reaper Bones model with, with that paint. It just, it's just about, it's the bigger paints, Um, you know, the bigger paints the bigger models excuse yeah, sure. me um and then the other thing i found is uh it might be since it's a craft paint like the um, um the saturation of the colors sometimes like the and we've they've talked about this too you've seen i'm sure you've seen things comparing like artist acrylics to miniature acrylics like the oh, yeah. titanium white and the black like for me as a as a painter, and I tell everybody too, I'm like, go out and get a tube of titanium white. That's like an artist acrylic grade, yeah. Because that white is just going to be so much better than what you can get out of a bottle of miniature paint. Usually, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, if I'm doing any kind of large scale white painting, I I always go to that. Yeah. Good tip though. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna kind of wrap things up a little bit, but um, as far as the Kickstarter is going, it's it's going great. It's gone up several hundred dollars just while we've been talking. Nice. Uh, Yay. <laughs> I think it broke sixty thousand. Um, so it's cool watching those numbers go up, but yeah, I mean, you've got all kinds of cool stuff going on. It's going to be, it's not just, of course, it's not just miniatures monthly. There's two other books of miniatures painters. Yes. Right. Yes. And what else can you tell me about the Kickstarter? Cause it's going live. It's got 12 more days to go as of today, the eighth it's ending on the 20th, but, uh, anything you want to talk about? I'd love to hear what you're getting out of that Kickstarter or what, what a person who backs it is going to get out of it. Um, I, I know that there's the books and like I talked about earlier, I know we have our stretch goals. Um, Dave was just talking to me. Uh, a lot of it, it's funny because a lot of it, like the stretch goals are as we hit them. I think that Dave maybe has some idea, but we weren't, you, you're never sure how much the Kickstarter is going to make. Sure. Right. So and we just keep, we, we add things. And I think that's some of the excitement too um, with Kickstarter. Right. Um, but uh, for us too, like on the spot, hey, what do you want? Like content creation, what yeah. do you want to do? Like I said earlier, Dave, uh, Dave was just asking me the other day, like, hey, we're gonna do PDF. Uh, what you know? What do you want to do for that PDF? And I said, object source lighting, because I really like talking about that. So just, I think, I think it's as much as a surprise for us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> of like of what we're gonna get so i mean with the books the books are gonna be absolutely gorgeous because they're the full color the pictures and like the writing and from for miniature monthly it's gonna be the three of us and i mean i can't i can't speak for the guys but matt DiPietro and aaron lovejoy like they've been doing this way longer than i have so <laughs> yeah they have their own you know it's really neat i think all three of us bring to the table our different stories, right? Um, and, and all three of us have been doing this for different amounts of time and have different different ways in which I think uh, I think the art and the hobby have, we've kind of interacted with it and impacted us. Um, and so I think it's neat to have the one book with the three different perspectives. Um, and, you know, again, it's just, they're just beautiful coffee table books. So I think, I think people, I hope people like it. I hope people like them. Um, and I, <laughs> I hope that everyone, uh, likes my writing because like I said, I'm really, I'm really anxious because I love writing, but, uh, I just, I, I've never had to really tell my story in writing before. So it's exciting. No, that's great. I think people are excited for it. You know, you've got 769 backers. You're only you know, halfway, not even halfway through the campaign yet. You're knocking down stretch goals. You know, you're getting the, the, the uh, you got the bookmark. It's, it's going to be a hardcover book now, all kinds of cool yes. stuff. So I can't wait to get my hands on them. Yes. The hard, the hardcover was, the hardcover was one of the ones, like the first ones we, we kind of knocked yeah. out of the park. So I was super excited because hardcover next, art books but, are so nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I publish our hardcover art books. So oh, I, so you know. I know the love of it. Yeah. Yeah, I have actually I have a whole bookshelf right next to like my work area where I have a bunch of different other like artists. Like I have the I have like the Angel Geraldes art books and stuff like that. And cool. yeah, so I'm I'm excited because I love art books as well. Yeah, they're the best. Cool. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and everybody at British Brothers Union. Um, excited to see the Kickstarter happen. Excited to get my hands on those books. If you're listening, please go back. The Art of from Dave Taylor on Kickstarter. You'll find the link in the show notes, as well as links to Elizabeth's uh, Twitter, Instagram, etc. And uh, thanks again, Elizabeth. Really, I'm really excited to see what you're talking about. It's been a great talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. The Brush Builders Union is a community of like-minded miniatures gamers dedicated to playing their games fully painted and supporting one another in their craft. Brush Builders Union is here to help you stay on track with tools and a community of fellow painters to encourage you in your journey. Take the Union Pledge and learn more at brushwieldersunion.com. Mm-hmm.